Got a huge show for you today, Human Events Daily. We're going to be talking about Botgate. What is Elon Musk's next move? Is the Twitter deal on hold? Is this thing dead? Is it going to follow through? Who is liable for this? We're going to be digging into that. We're also going to be talking about President Biden deploying troops to Somalia. Just don't call it an invasion. And of course, we're going to get into John Durham taking Clinton attorney Michael Sussman to court. But first, I've got to tell you about the fact that Turning Point's Student Action Summit, SAS, the tickets have just gone on sale. You need to go in right now and register for this thing or you are going to miss your ticket. You will not have reserved your space and you will be lost. You will not be able to get in. So don't come to me crying when you say, but Poso, but Poso, can you just get me in? Can you just get me an extra? No, it's not gonna happen because I'm telling you right now, July 22nd to 24th, Tampa, Florida, you go to tpusa.com slash SAS and you can use promo code POSO, put it in all caps. I did it in all caps and it worked in all caps for me. Promo code POSO in all caps, you will get money off your general admission ticket and who we announced the speaking? Number one, of course, the 45th president of the United States, Donald John Trump, confirmed speakers. So come see Charlie, come see myself and come see President Trump, tpusa.com slash SAS, promo code POSO, click the link in the podcast description. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Turning Point USA's Human Events Daily with your host, me, Jack Pasopa, coming to you live from an undisclosed location. Today's top headlines. The Durham trial is now getting underway of Michael Sussman as Durham takes a former Clinton attorney, Michael Sussman, to court. Next, the Biden administration has approved sending hundreds of U.S. Special Forces troops to Somalia. Interesting, don't remember voting on that. Next, the latest in the Elon Musk Twitter deal. Is it on hold? Will it go through? And finally, Project Veritas, new release. Twitter does not believe in free speech. All this and more head, Human Events Daily. Making as we've been going along the way, he's making some rulings and holding off on others. This one's kind of important. It goes to the heart of what John Durham's been asking the court for, which is you, the judge, need to review all this information, these documents that the defense and company have withheld from me. The defense being Sussman, Fusion GPS, Clinton World, Clinton Campaign have withheld 1,400 documents. John Durham hasn't even seen them because they, on the other side, took it amongst themselves to say, you're not allowed to see them. But, you know, thankfully, that's not how federal court works. They can get away with that, um, those shenanigans in Congress, which they did when we were running Russiagate, but not against a federal judge. So the trial of Michael Sussman has begun. And now, as normally happens when we're covering some of these stories from the Durham situation, the Durham special counsel, we really have to go back because this isn't like the coverage that special counsel Mueller received. Why is that? because the media is not giving it the same amount of push. They're not giving it the same amount of credence. Remember, Mueller, it was leak after leak after leak. They were using their friends in the media. They were going to people. They were planting stories. They were saying, oh, they're investigating this. They're investigating that. They're looking here. They're looking there. They're looking high. They're looking low. But when it comes to this situation, it's up to us and very terse print reporting and shows like this, Human Events Daily, 
that are giving you the actual truth of what's going on in this case. The same way that we're giving you the truth of the fact that five days from now, we will have the start of the World Economic Forum in Davos and the start of the WHO assembly in Geneva, Switzerland. Those start in five days. Human Events Daily will talk about that. Let's see if anybody else talks about it. But getting back to this case, getting back to it from the New York Post. Special Counsel John Durham's three-year probe into the FBI and Robert Mueller's investigations of former President Donald Trump's 2016 campaign will reach a critical moment with the trial of former Hillary Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman. So what's going on? Remember, Durham is looking into the origins of Russiagate. Why did this happen? How did this come about? What lies came about in terms of setting up this case and setting up this false investigation? And what do we see here? What do we see? Washington, D.C. lawyer Jim Trustee stated that a former high-ranking Justice Department prosecutor said that Durham has a pretty strong case against Sussman, who is charged with a count of lying to the FBI. But you never know if a jury will rebel. And so go back, go all the way back. What are we talking about? How do we get here? Durham goes with these allegations against Trump, specifically the allegation about this alpha bank and that the Trump organization had some uh, computer data that showed that they had a secret communication with the Alpha Bank, right? We didn't know exactly what that was at the time. It was like one big Washington Post story and then it disappeared after that. And then what we didn't know is that behind the scenes, this guy Sussman was reaching out to his buddies at the FBI, James Baker, telling them that they needed to start an investigation based on this information and that he wasn't working on behalf of any campaign. Well, we now know that was a lie. We now know that that lie was used to start a FISA warrant, okay, on a sitting member of the political opposition. This is something that should be absolutely chilling to you, regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum. If we've gotten to the point where we are spying on the opposition candidate for office, because we don't like their politics, because we don't want them to win. We will be willing to spread any spurious accusation against them, to use the power of the state, to use the power of federal law enforcement and the national security state. Again, always in the name, always in the name of defending the homeland, in the name of national security. Do you know what they do in the name of national security in China? Do you know what they do in the name of national security in Hong Kong? They lock up people like Cardinal Zen, who just got locked up last week in Hong Kong. Again, in the name of national security. We have to suspend your liberties in the name of national security. We have to spy on the opposition in the name of national security. So this trial is going up. But the question still becomes, it's going to a DC jury. And as we've seen in the past, activists have the ability to get on these juries. We saw it in the Chauvin case. We saw it in the Roger Stone case. I was in the room for the Roger Stone case when this happened. The judge didn't care in either of the cases. We also knew that Chauvin had a BLM activist on the jury, lied his way to get on there, didn't care. So the question becomes, the tricky part now for Durham is he's got to get all of this through a DC jury. Breaking news out of Seattle today, Starbucks has stated that they will be paying the travel expenses for U.S. employees to access abortion and, quote, gender confirmation procedures for anybody who wants to so choose because they view that as 
a health expense. That's what's going on. That's what woke corporations are doing. It's not just leftist propaganda anymore. They're funding organizations and they're funding activities by people who seem to hate this country, traditional values, and the Constitution. And that's why Human Events Daily is proud to announce that we are partnering with Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer the same great nationwide coverage as the major carriers. So you get the same great service, plus the peace of mind that your money is supporting free speech, life, and liberty. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer support. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our veterans' first responder heroes. Go to patriotmobile.com slash POSO, get free activation with promo code POSO. Veterans and first responders say even more, so make the switch today. It's time we support companies that love America, love you, and share your values. PatriotMobile.com slash POSO. Click the link in the description. This decision was based on a request from Secretary Austin uh, and uh, included advice from senior commanders and, of course, uh, concern for the safety of our troops who have incurred additional risk by deploying in and out of Somalia on an episodic basis for the past 16 months. Shifting to a persistent presence will not change the mission, um, and it will not imply substantial changes in resources. We're working now to evaluate local conditions, including those following the Somali presidential election yesterday, uh, and we're engaging partners in the region, including the Somali government, to determine the best way forward. Al-Shabaab continues to conduct attacks, certainly there in Somalia. Uh, they have been capable of conducting attacks uh, uh, in, in the region. Um, and we know that in the past they have expressed at least the intent and desire uh, to attack outside the region, including against American interests. So uh, we're watching this closely. Uh, this is not a threat that's going away. Um, Again, it's, it's not like we haven't been doing anything in Somalia at all. That's not true. It's just the secretary believes and the president has approved his recommendation that, uh, that a, a better, more efficient way to get at that threat is to have a more persistent presence. Just don't call it an invasion, right? We can't say that what we did, what the United States is doing right now in Somalia is an invasion. No, 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 no. This isn't Black Hawk Down. This isn't Mogadishu. No, this is simply sending troops into Somalia. It's an intervention. You see, it's an intervention. So what is this? Libby Emmons wrote it up at the post-millennial. The Biden administration is deploying U.S. troops to Somalia. President Biden signs off on the plan on Monday, along with the plan to target some of a dozen leaders of al-Shabaab. President Trump had withdrawn troops from the war-torn region near the end of his term in office. But now 450 troops will be sent to Somalia. Hundreds of troops are being sent part of the new special forces battalion against uh, against al-Shabaab, this terrorist group. Now, I want to explain. I want to explain something. And here, here's what's amazing. Here's what's amazing, all right? They say al-Shabaab poses a threat to U.S. outposts in the region. And because al-Shabaab poses a threat to U.S. outposts in the region, we simply have to bring more troops there. We have to bring more troops. There's no question. This is the old way of thinking. The old way of thinking that it will, the U.S. has outposts everywhere, we have to defend them, so of course we have to send troops to defend them. All we're, it's, it's defensive, it's clearly defensive. Is it? Why does the U.S. military have these outposts everywhere? Why does the U.S. military have this involvement in so many parts of the world? And now, if you want to sit there and make the case and make the argument, 
for why we should have this and why we should be doing these things. I say, okay, okay, we can do that. Now, would those same people turn around and be very upset if China or Russia were getting involved in the Caribbean, were getting involved on our doorstep? Because that's what we're doing here in Somalia, Horn of Africa. What is the situation where that takes priority over the United States border, the United States homeland, the fact that we can't even feed our children here in the United States? And people saying, oh, well, it's just 450 billion for Ukraine. You know, we can't use that for baby formula. Really? Because there's lots of countries out there that make baby formula. Have you seen baby formula in the EU? It's great. This is fantastic stuff. Ashley St. Clair was talking about it yesterday. I know that my wife gets baby formula from Europe. Go ahead and buy some baby formula. Get it to the kids who need it. But no, we're going to send 450 billion overseas. Now we're going to send hundreds of troops overseas, not defending the U.S. border, not defending the American people, and not defending the homeland. This is what we mean by America first versus America last. America first doesn't mean that the it, there's this like media narrative about it that it, that somehow America first means that we don't like the you know other countries or that we hate the rest of the world. No, no, no. It's about it means our government should put the needs of our own people before the needs of others, before the needs of Somalia, before the needs of Eurasia, before the needs of anywhere, Afghanistan, right? You put the needs of the American people first because that is who you are elected to represent. However, we're starting to realize that some of these politicians don't seem to be elected to represent the people of the country. No, no, no. They seem to have been elected to represent special interests, money laundering, defense contractors, and so much more. In this case, you are not successful in, you know, the board does not accept your offer. You've said you won't go higher. Is there a plan B? There is. <laughs> I, I, think we, I think we would like to hear a little bit about plan B. For, for another time, I think. Another time? Yeah. All right. I, that, that's a nice tease. All right. So, um, <laughs> is the Twitter deal dead? Elon Musk seemed to suggest that it was, unless he can buy the company for a lower price in the light of what some are calling Botgate, which erupted over the weekend. This is from zerohedge.com. Speaking at the All In Summit, Musk said that a viable deal for Twitter is not out of the question, but at a lower Price. He also challenged the truth and accuracy of Twitter's public filings. Zero Hedge tweeted, Twitter's choice, admit Musk is right, and it has a fake, huge fake user base opening up existing management to countless shareholder lawsuits or kill the deal and be sued for record shareholder value destruction. Uh, former President Trump also posted about this on his True Social platform and wrote, there is no way Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter at such a ridiculous price, especially since realizing it is a company largely based on bots or spam accounts. Fake anyone. 
By the time you get done, get rid of them, if that can even be done, what do you have? Not much. If it weren't for the ridiculous billion-dollar breakup fee, Elon would have already been long gone. Just my opinion, and of course he's saying, but Truth Social is much better than Twitter and is absolutely exploding incredible engagement. Do have to admit, all right, all right, you know, you know, full disclosure, I've noticed that my my personal engagement. So I've got Twitter, Telegram, Getter, uh, and Truth Social. My Truth Social engagement is much higher than it was before now that Trump is back on the platform. So definitely been exploding with Trump coming back on. What did Musk say? Musk stated, speculated that at a minimum, Twitter is 20% bots before asking rhetorically, rhetorically whether it was potentially 80 to 90% bots. What, is, what does this all get into? What does this all get into? This is what Bannon was talking about a couple of weeks ago. He said, Elon pulled the deal. And he got so much flack for that. People were saying, that's crazy. Elon needs to buy this. This is the last bastion of freedom of speech. It is the last bastion of freedom of speech right now. But they were saying, Bannon, this is crazy. You know, why would you ever let this guy near this? But here's the problem. The problem is Elon is now under the hood of this thing. He's doing his due diligence. He's looking into this number by number. And he's going back to these guys saying, hey, your numbers don't add up. You claimed to have a certain amount of monthly users and you're not hitting it or 20% of it might actually be bots. Now then, if you lied about that and misrepresented it in terms of the deal, if you misrepresented it to your shareholders, if you misrepresented it to your advertisers, there's a word for what that is. That's called fraud. And that means you are personally liable at the board and the entire C-suite of this thing. Not only are you going to get sued, but there might be SEC action following it, depending on the scale of the fraud. Is Twitter running a Bernie Madoff operation? Time will tell. But for the time being, it looks like what Bannon said was 100% right, Twitter is massively overvalued, their stock price was overvalued, and he is pumping the brakes on this because he's finding out the truth. Twitter does not ruin free speech. What do you mean? Capitalists, if we weren't really operating in a capitalist mode, we were very socialist, like we're all like communist. Ideologically, uh, it does not make sense, like because we're actually censoring the right, not the left. Project Veritas has done it again. You know, James O'Keefe actually called me yesterday. He said, Poso, I've got this massive story. I need you to tweet it out because we're banned everywhere. Um, but you're still up. Get this story. I said, what's the story, James? He said, we've got this guy inside Twitter right at the moment of all of this that's going on with Elon when they're looking at all this stuff, when they're having these questions about freedom of speech, about censorship. I said, James, tweet it right away. And I did. What do we get? Daily Mail has the write-up. Twitter does not believe in free speech. An undercover recording reveals Twitter engineers saying that the platform censors the right, but not the left. Everyone who works there is commie and they hate Elon Musk. What's going on here? By the way, this is a senior engineer. He said many employees were angry and worried about Elon Musk's takeover of the company and said they did all they could to revolt against it, right? 
The Twitter operates an extremely left-wing lax culture where people could take time off whenever they wanted and not worry about profit, right? I'm just going to step back here for a second. I'm going to step back here for a second. This is what we always said. Twitter does not have the same kind of business model as a regular company because they're not selling a product the same way a regular company would. What they're doing is they were operating as a distribution platform and censorship platform for the left wing in America. Their job is to set narratives and to prevent narratives. What do I mean by that? So when a narrative comes out, let's say Project Veritas, great example, breaks a story, trends on Twitter, gets millions of views. Let's say Human Events Daily breaks a story, trends, gets millions of views. But then suddenly they decide, or of course the great Emma Jo Morris posts the first story, New York Post gets the, gets the scoop on it from the Hunter Biden laptop. Twitter decides to censor it and censor anyone who tweeted it out or and censor anyone who had material from it. Why? Because they said it was hacked. It wasn't hacked, but they decided it was. That's been their role. And that's how you get a guy like this operating on the inside of Twitter. It's, it's really not even that hard to understand. They are doing exactly what you thought they were doing. It doesn't just seem like they're a left-wing censorship and distribution platform. That's exactly what they are. And this guy's admitting it, right? This guy's admitting it. This may be one of the most important scoops that Project Veritas has ever done. Why? Because what did we just say in the last segment? There's going to be lawsuits and potential SEC action taken against Twitter. And now you've got a guy who's been recorded stating what goes on inside the culture of this company. One thing that I want to drill into your heads as you watch Human Events Daily is this simple phrase. It ain't what you know, it's what you can prove in court. It ain't what you know, it's what you can prove in court. And I'm not a lawyer, but I understand that. Now, in these cases, they've just provided evidence for anybody going after Twitter of what's actually been going on behind the scenes, behind the curtain, under the hood. So if you've got a beef with Twitter, now you might have evidence. And that is it for all of the time that we have here, Human Events Daily today. Remember our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us, share this out with one, just one of your normie friends. And you may be asking, you say, Poso, what's up with this background? What's up with this green? What's go? Where are you right now in the world? I'll give you a little hint. I'm on an island right now that has the word emerald in one of its nicknames. Maybe you can figure it out. What do we talk about today? The Durham cases are now going to trial. Durham takes former Clinton attorney Michael Sussman to court. Next, the Biden administration approving sending hundreds of US special ops troops to Somalia. Just don't call it an invasion. Third, the latest in the Elon Musk Twitter deal. Is it going to be on hold over Botgate? And finally, Project Veritas new report. Twitter does not believe in freedom of speech. Incredible news this week is going to be insane. And remember, only five days left until the World Economic Forum and the WHO assembly begin. One in Davos, Switzerland, and one in Geneva, Switzerland. This is going to be 
the centerpiece, the cornerstone of the globalist agenda for the next 30 years. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. Today in 1996, President Bill Clinton signed Megan's Law, which requires that law enforcement officials notify local schools, daycare centers, and residents of the presence of registered sex offenders in their communities. We need to understand who is in these areas. We've got to know who's in our families. Look, when I moved with my family, that's one of the first things I went to check. I went to check that registry. I want to know everybody in that neighborhood. I want to know who did what. I want to know where they are. I want to know how to keep my children safe. Because at the end of the day, that is what this is all about. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.